0: Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor J.P. Trolio here. So glad that you're joining us today on our podcast. You're about to hear a message today from our weekend encounter. I I pray that this message uh, encourages you, inspires you, and pushes you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to stay on track with what's going on at the church, we'd love for you to download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, or visit us on our website, www.oasischurchchicago.com. I'm praying for you. We're believing for you, and we trust that God's going to continue to do great things in your life. God bless you. Now, here's the message today. Well, it's an honor to have each and every one of you here today. Those of you that are visiting with us, uh, we have a handful of visitors. Welcome. So glad you're here. This is a little bit different than normal. Um, normally, one of us, myself uh, or Pastor Andrew, uh, would be running around here preaching and teaching and uh um, today, we're, we, we decided uh, that the, the two of us, originally it was Pastor Jordan too, but as you know, we prayed. He had to step out to go uh, take care of his little boy, so pray for them. But we, we decided together as a pastoral team that we were going to preach and teach today uh, the final installment of God's economy. And um, so I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to, to, to learn together, to grow together, and to, to catch this final um, in installment, or let me say principle, of this series. Um, we, we've been going through the series called God's Economy, and uh, the series is all about how God's economy operates, how it works, and what he has called us to do as believers of Jesus Christ, what he's called us to do within his economy, okay? God has an economy. You know what it is? Giving the entire economy. It's an economy of giving, right? The, script, the, the video says the it best, it's better to give than to what? Receive, and Jesus came, and, and God gave, right? And this is why, like, when we're singing these songs, guys, like, these aren't just good lyrics and melodies and nice notes. I hope you realize that, like, what you're singing about is that the fact that you've been set free because God gave his one and only son. God is not someone that withholds. He doesn't hold back, but Jesus was given as a gift. I, I don't know about you, but that like that, that, dismisses all of the thoughts of the day. That dismisses all the distractions of the day. That, that, that helps me to settle in right? The fact that I know that Jesus came and he was given as a gift for me and for each and every one of you. And so God's economy is an economy that, that operates in giving. And it's, an, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, guys. It's a beautiful thing. I don't know. I'm thankful. Do you, are you thankful you serve a God that doesn't withhold? Like he's like, ah, no, no, I don't got nothing for you. You, you've done too much wrong. I don't got nothing for you. Uh, let me say this. I'm gonna get up for a second. <laughs> I had surgery Wednesday. I'm supposed to have a brace on my waist. yelling at me. Here's the reality. He has given you everything. Jesus, because of Jesus, only Jesus, you are breathing. You are able to get up. You are able to stand on your feet. You're able to worship him. You're able to praise him. You're able to give him all honor and all glory due to his name. Because of Jesus, we are free and set free indeed. No other way to heaven except Jesus. And so today we said, hey, you know what? We really wanna talk, we've talked about the heart, right? In this series, we've, we've talked about what it means to give your tithe, what it means to give the first to God. Hello? If you haven't been here, I encourage you to go back and listen to these messages. Soak in them, learn. Open up your own Bible, right? You should be opening up your Bible Monday through Saturday and maybe even Sunday morning before coming to church. You know, like, Go learn and grow in this series. But today, specifically, we entitled this uh, message, this final installment, God's Economy, Choose One or the Other. Choose one or the other. And I want to talk specifically, we want to speak specifically today about who we're serving. Who we're serving, right? And so, Matthew 6, if you have your Bibles, Go ahead and open them up if you have your Bibles. Who brought your Bibles? Come on, lift them up. Lift them up proud. Who has their Bibles in their hand and is single? Hold it up. If you're single and sitting next to somebody that is also single, start marking your Bible. Start putting words next to it. Like, it'll help. It'll go a long way. I promise. It's an additional message. Matthew 6. Come on, we can have fun in church, right? Matthew 6, 19 through 34. Jesus is speaking to a group of people, but he's also speaking to his disciples, and he is sharing a powerful truth, an impactful truth, a a, a powerful word that I believe he drops intentionally, like he's specific, and we're going to read verse 19 through 34, but we got to catch the whole context because we love verse 34 as a church. You can say verse 34 if you've been in church long enough. Verse 34, I'm just going to read it right now, we're going to read it again, but it says, don't worry about tomorrow, right? Hey, don't worry about tomorrow, for today will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So, so we say to people all the time, hey, don't worry about tomorrow, right? You ever said to somebody, don't, don't worry about what happens tomorrow. It's going to be good. Jesus got you. You're good. But this whole passage is within that, right? And Jesus is trying to explain something, trying to get something to us. So I'm going to read, and then we're going we're gonna to teach here for a moment. Matthew 6, 19 through 34. Jesus says this, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store for yourself, store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Catch that, wherever your treasures is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is actually filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one catch this. No one can serve two masters. For you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Jesus cares about what we think and how we operate with money. 16 of his parables talked about it. This is it. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Come on, that's good. Thank you, Jesus. Whether you have enough food and, and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Well, look at the birds. They, they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you, catch this, more valuable to him than they are? Y'all you know you're more valuable to, 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 to Jesus than the birds of the air? Like, you are his sons and daughters. You are designed by him. You were breathed by, you you received life by him breathing into you. He formed you. You guys get that? Like, you are the only, we as humans are the only thing that God formed with his hands. Everything else, he just spoke. Why? Because he was so caring and so compassionate that he wanted to put his hands on you. I love grabbing my son and hugging him. I just envisioned Jesus, our father, doing the same with us when He created, look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? You read that and you're like, gut punch. So don't worry about these things, Jesus continues saying, what will we eat or what will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. These things dominate the, the minds of those that don't believe in who I am. Mind you, he's talking to a whole bunch of people that believe in him. So this is how unbelievers, this is, and if you're in the room today and you've never received Jesus Christ, don't worry, we'll, we'll reconcile that at the end of this time. But this is how people that are separated from Jesus think. But the reality is, is we think the same way, Right? but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Other translations say seek the kingdom of God first, right? First and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So today, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. We're gonna talk about money today. We're gonna talk specifically about the treasure we talked about time, we've talked about the talents, we've talked about the heart, we talked about the first, but today we're going to talk about the treasures. And before you go like this to me, or the Spirit of God, I'm going to pray. Because I'm telling you right now, if you can catch this, if you can get this, this will transform your life. This will change your life. This will change your destinies. This will change your marriage. This will change your home. This will change your future. This will change your friendships. Guys, we are products of it. I know many of you in the room are products of it. If you can catch this, it'll help you a long way. So God's economy, choose one or the other. Let me pray together. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Jesus, right now, by your spirit's power, I pray that you would move, that you would speak, that whatever comes out of our mouths would be from you and you alone, that you would allow people to open up their hearts. Holy Spirit, open up hearts right now, open up minds to receive this. I pray for anything that has been heard before, preconceived things, ideas, concepts that are not of your kingdom, I pray you remove them and you help us to walk in your truth, the truth of your word. I don't care if young or old are in this place, God, I pray you transform us by your spirit's power right now here in this moment. Thank you for your word, Jesus thank you. It's, just, it's, a, it's a lamp unto our feet and a, and a light unto our past, and we get to live by it and walk by it and be shaped and molded by your words, Jesus. We bless you. We honor you. We praise you. And we ask this all in the name of every name in Jesus' name, and everybody says. Come on, and everybody says. Come on, I think we can give Jesus just a praise break here. Come on. Let's just bless his name and honor him for these promises. Uh, it, it, isn't it hard to choose between two things that you really want? This is interactive, even if I'm sitting. <laughs> Come on, who who's had to choose before two things that you really like, right? I, I'm the worst at that. <laughs> when I want two very specific things and I gotta go to my wife because that's the rule. She is the, She's in charge. And I gotta go, babe, I want this, but I, I also want this. And she goes, well, you gotta choose one or the other because <laughs> you ain't getting both. like but babe i love you you're amazing you look beautiful i'll rub your back forever and she's like i don't care what you give me you are getting one or the other like it it comes to my shoes y'all know got a problem pray for your brother it it comes to like i want to go i want to i want to do this experience i want to do this experience i want to have both right i want to be able to have both things as as people right you would agree like we want things we want both of the things that we desire we we want uh, we want a relationship and we want love, right? We want we want peace, but we also want to be able to do whatever we want. <laughs> we we want to have uh, godly friendships, but we also want to go to the club. We we want things, right? You with me? And, and today, scripture, Jesus is talking about. Hey, I I know you want things. I know you you desire things, I know you want clothing, and I, I know you need food, and, and I know you want specific things, but hey, my people, you're going to have to make a choice. You're going to have to choose one of two things. You're either going to choose my father's kingdom, or you're going to choose to be enslaved to the world, aka money. And he he preaches this, he teaches it with just so much grace and kindness. He he preaches it with wrapping it around that, hey, I care for you, I love you, I'm gonna take care of you, but hey, you gotta you gotta make a choice. You gotta choose today which which is it gonna be? Because guys, he's saying, like, my kingdom can't operate in both. You can't have both. You can't choose me, but also choose to go after the world, right? Like you can't choose my love, but also choose to find the love in somebody else here on this earth. Guys, some of you are looking for love in all the wrong places. And you're thinking like, yo, I want to choose this, but I still want to choose God on Sundays. I still want to choose God on on prayer. I come to prayer meeting. I go, no, you got to choose today, one or the other. And specifically today, you got to choose if you want to operate in the kingdom of God, God's economy, or if you want to just get beaten up, broken down in the kingdom of the world when it comes to your money. And let me say this. I've said it before in this series, and I'm going to jump into our first point. The church has given a really bad, bad picture of God's economy, okay? And I would sit up here and I would apologize for every church that's gone before me and I would say how, man, how they missed the mark. And can I, can I be honest with you? There's a lot of factors and a lot of reasons. This is in my notes, but one of it is because as, as pastors, as leaders, as a church, we're not called to build our empire. This is not Pastor JP's church. Come on, this is God's church. And we pray together and we have elders around us and we, we say, hey, there's, some, there's a little bit of pride or selfishness building up. Hey, let's nip that in the butt. And so churches across America have, have fallen trapped to the prey of Satan, because if Satan can get this out of your spirit, if he can get this word out of your spirit and put his lies and his deception and his ideas of what fame and fortune and of what value you should have, if he can get it in you, he can destroy you. And don't forget, churches are run by who? People. And without Jesus, people are broken. But I'm here today to tell us I believe something, that there's a great revival stirring up. And in the midst of a revival, we gotta catch this, that we gotta choose one thing over the other. What are we going after? What are you going after in life? What are you, what are you living for, right? What are you living for? And so I wanna just share the first point and we're gonna go back and forth because I think this will help us. We're, we're talking about the treasure, right? Jesus isn't referring to the treasure as your time and talent. This is specifically what? Your money, your money. So the first thing is this. You guys with me today, is this all right? You scared that we're sitting down? (laughs) The first is this. Your placement of your treasure reveals your true heart. Remember we talked the first week about where your heart is. Does your heart have selfishness, greed, pride, ambition of your own? Like where's your heart at? But where where you place your treasure will show where your heart is really at. Okay? Verse uh, 19 says, "Don't store up treasures here on earth," right? Don't don't place your treasure here in this earth. Don't don't invest here in this earth. And we're going to talk but but hey, because this place is this is where moths eat them and and rust destroys it and, and where thieves can break in and steal. Store your treasures where in heaven. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust can't destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Because, guys, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. How many of you just, ah, that's hard. Like, wherever your treasure is, guys, that's where your heart is truly at. You know, like, he's talking like, hey, where you put your money matters. Can I remind us that money is not evil? Scripture does not say money is evil. Nowhere in the Bible. Andrew's the finance guy of our church, so I've told him to read the Bible six times to make sure it's not in there. It doesn't say that, it says, it says the love of money is the root. Right? And you and you become in love with money when you allow your heart to be disconnected from the Father, and you allow your heart to be connected to the world. And, and in connecting your heart to the world, you become a lover of the world and you become a lover of money. You with me this morning? I know this is hard. I'm trying to smile as I preach to y'all. Wherever you place your treasure, that's your heart too. You're gonna put your heart the exact same place you put your treasure, money. It's either going to be stored up in the kingdom or it's going to be stored up in the world. 1 John 2, 15 through 17, it's not going to be up on the screen. Mark it down right. You should be, anybody taking notes? How many of you taking notes? Those of you that aren't taking notes, we're judging. I'm kidding, kind of. 1 John 2, 15 through 17, it says this, Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world only offers a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see. Is this not our world today? Physical pleasure is just getting whatever we want, getting whatever we think we deserve, and pride in our achievements and possessions. How many of you know that it's hard not to be boastful in in our achievements and what we have, right? No, just me. It's hard not to get excited about. Anybody else? Like, we fall prey to this. These are not from the father, but you are from the wor- From this world and the world is fading away. Y'all know this world is fading and we all have one thing in common. You know what that is? Minus the, the blood within us, we're all gonna die. <laughs> Another great point to teaching today. Welcome to church. This world is gonna fade. You're not gonna live forever. This world's gonna come and it's gonna go. It's like a mist, right? And so he says, along with everything that people crave, don't anyone, but anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Jesus is saying, and, and John is saying, where you store your wealth and money, where you deposit, it matters, because it will show your true heart's posture. I love Jesus. Oh, yes, I do. But I'm not gonna give where he tells me to give. I'm not gonna give to the house of God when it's truly in the Bible and that's what it tells me to do. I love Jesus and I and I, I love when Jesus blesses me and I love when Jesus gives me, but he should. Because that's who he is. No, no, your heart's in a place of pride. Your heart's in a in a place of I deserve. Instead of saying, no, I'm gonna place my treasures in the house of God. I'm gonna place my heart in the house of God because I know in the house of God there's freedom. I know in the house, I'm trying to not stand up. I know in the house of God, there's joy. I know in the house of God, there's grace. I know that in the house of God, there's healing. I know in the house of God, there's deliverance. I know in the house of God, when when I'm down, I get picked up. I know in the house of God, I have everything I need because God dwells in his house. So he's saying, where are you depositing this? When you operate with placing your treasure in your own abilities, the world, you are placing your security outside of Jesus's kingdom. Today, the question is, is are you trusting more in the world? Or are you trusting in God's kingdom? Are you placing your treasures in the world and hoping for a return on investment? Or are, you, are you placing your, your treasures in the kingdom? Because wherever you're placing your treasure is the exact thing that you actually trust. Some of you young people don't know, but some of you older people, you get retirement funds, you get stock options, right? I have no idea how to read stock options. <laughs> like I have no clue. <laughs> But I will tell you this much. When I first got my first retirement, and they're not bad. Listen, Rach and I believe this. We have retirement plans. We, we want to set our son up for success. We want to do all. Listen, remember, it's not the money that's evil, right? But how many of you know when I got that first stock option, I remember calling you like, Andrew, help me. <laughs> but I logged in. I set up an account on, on whatever, and I, I began to constantly check it. <laughs> like I knew what the lines were. Like, I knew what those things would go across CNBC, whatever. Like, I knew what that matter. I was like, oh, yeah, there's mine. And I know what this, I had no clue. <laughs> but I thought, oh, man, that's where my treasure is. I better watch it. Oh, man, that's where I'm going to make it. I better, I better know what's going on. I, I, better, I better have an understanding. Like, this is for my wife. This is for my family. Like, I got to place my heart, I got to, it consumed me. Instead of saying, like, it's a good thing and I trust God and it's good to check up every once in a while, but you know what? Ultimately, it's God who brings it to me. Wherever you place your trust is the exact, wherever you place your treasure is the exact thing you trust. Last thing, I'm gonna turn it over to Pastor Andrews is, is this, like, we called last week to give the tithe, the 10%, and I, and I know you're wrestling with that. You're struggling, you're battling with that. That's good, wrestle with it. Go home and wrestle with God, but like, like, your first 10 shows you where your really heart is because after you give your first, right, your first 10, you don't know what's gonna happen with the other 90. You don't know what's gonna come after the other 90. You may never get paid again after that 10% going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what's gonna happen, but it's trusting God by saying, I'm giving my 10% that you've asked of me. I, I, I may be giving, I give more in this season of my life. I may be gonna be able, hey, I'm, I'm a broke college student, JP. I don't even have 10% no no you do you got something because he says when you're faithful with the little trust me he's going to give you the much okay so don't act like you don't have nothing you got something okay all right so so it's like yo the 10 i trust you right like we we live by this principle as the pastors talk we pray for one another because you know what's saying god i trust you i I trust you and i know that what i give to you when i give it to you the rest of it is going to be blessed the rest of you it's going to be anointed the rest of you it's going to be redeemed so god My treasure is stored up in this house. You know why? Because Satan can't touch your house. Satan can't come in here and rob God of anything. He has no power. He has no might. He has no, you know, we give Satan too much credit. Oh, he can definitely. No, he can't. He can't touch it when you bring it before God and say, God, here's my everything. Here's my income. Here's my job. Here's my life. I'm giving it to you because my heart is placed where God's house
1: is. Where's your treasure today? Pastor Andrew, can you share on that a little more? We're gonna share a microphone this morning. I'm so glad that. Pastor JP focus on the heart as we were planning for this series and we were trying to figure out, we were going to originally do this like whiteboard and we we're going to have this image of a tree and it was going to, we decided we aren't artists. So we, good thing. We saved you guys from that. So, but what we were talking about, what's so important about this discussion about finances and money and the impact this has on our personal lives in terms of serving God's kingdom and serving God's economy is that if your heart's not right, the rest of this that I'm about to tell you about is going to be extremely difficult. It's gonna be very difficult, and Jesus knew this. He knew this intentionally, which is why we see the sequence and the ordering of this verses in which he's delivering this passage to us. So it starts with the heart. Really, in reality, everything about our walk and our faith starts with the heart because if our heart is not right, it becomes that much more difficult for us to receive the promises and the truth that God is giving to us, amen? So with that, the second point is this. And Jesus is very black and white about this. He's very cut and dry. And I hope this morning that our hearts and our minds are open to receiving one or the other. But the second point is this, you cannot serve both God and money. It's one or the other. And depending where your heart is, there you will serve. That will be the object then of what you serve. I want to pick up in Matthew 6, 22 through 24. And specifically this morning, I'm going to read it out of a different translation. The reason why is because, and we were talking about this too, we were like, how do we know? Like how how can God's people know that in this passage, Jesus is specifically talking about money in terms of finance. And when he's talking about giving, he's talking about giving money and being generous with money instead of just like, time, talent, abilities, et cetera. All of those things are very important and vital for a Christian in our walk with Jesus to serve his kingdom. But today we're talking about money. And the reason why he uses a term that's specific here, I'm gonna read the passage first and I'm gonna unpack it a little bit. Are you guys cool if we kinda take a journey back into explaining this, do a little teaching? All right, sounds great. Here we go. Matthew 6, through 24 should be on the screen. It says this, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Extremes, right? Like I said, it's black and white. It's all light or it's all darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, so what's coming out of you, how great is that darkness? Extremes. Like Jesus isn't like light stepping around this topic here, okay? That's right. How great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. Here comes the new term that probably a lot of us haven't heard of. You cannot serve God and mammon. Who in here has heard of the term mammon? Raise your hand. Oh, great. We have some. All right, for the rest of us, in studying this, and as I've learned a lot about this principle, this was a relatively new concept for me. This is a brand new word for me. So I wanna unpack this morning, what is mammon? It's a question. What is mammon? What is Jesus using about and why does he use this term? The The fact here is that Jesus only uses this term here in this passage and in one other passage in all of scripture. Four times this term is used. But he's very intentional today to use this to tell us something. Mammon In the original word, actually there's a word similar to mammon that you can find in multiple languages, but in the Aramaic language literally means riches or wealth. Okay, so it's more than just material money. It's not coins and dollar bills and checks. It's riches and wealth. I'm sure we all have ideas in our mind when I say things like riches and wealth. It probably makes you think of prosperity. It makes you think of the rich and the famous. Makes you think of millionaires, billionaires, the elite, 1%. Like these are the types of terms that our culture associates with riches and wealth. And oftentimes, too, with those terms comes the gain of those. Not just the gain of the material things, the gain of the status, the gain of what culture and society tells us those things will bring to us. And the reason why Jesus uses this term instead of just literal like money like dollars and coins, things we can tangibly hold in our hand that are really inanimate objects, is this. Mammon is really more of a spirit than it is an object. So think about that in terms of the context of this scripture. When Jesus is talking about a master, a master is personified. It's something that controls you. It's something that lords over you. It's something that has the ability, like a spirit, To completely change your spirit, to be light or to be dark, but centered around this term mammon, which is the spirit of money or the spirit of riches, and thus the desire of those things that is innate in us as human beings. So, this morning, in in context of the scripture, and really in context of this whole message today, is the question for us which spirit are we going to serve? Which spirit are we going to choose? Are we going to choose the Holy Spirit of God, which is perfect, and which gives us everything we need and who loves us, or are we going to choose the spirit of mammon, the spirit of riches, the spirit of wealth, and everything that comes from that in our culture and in our society that says, you need it. I was As I was studying this, I found this, this quote by a pastor. His name's Jimmy Evans. He says this, and I quote, Mammon promises those things that only God can give. See, that's where Satan deceives. This is a spirit that Satan wants to use. And the reason why is this. He says, mammon promises those things that only God can give. Security, significance, identity, independence, power, and freedom. I'm pretty sure 100% of us sitting in the room this morning, as I read those things about riches and wealth, would say, Yeah, I've put my hope in that. I just got a raise. I have more independence now. I can do more. I can buy that thing I've always wanted. I got a raise. I'm in a higher position of authority now. Now I have people working for me. I got promoted, right? We're just so quick to think this way when it comes to riches, when it comes to mammon, the spirit of the money, and not just the money itself. It changes our hearts. It changes our mindsets, and that's exactly the issue. Jesus knew this is so significant in people. He had to call it out, and he had to make it black and white. He had to say, where is your heart? It's either in the spirit of mammon and what you think mammon can deliver and all of those things, or it's in the spirit of God. Let me read that a different way. When you think of God, Can God give you security, significance, identity, independence, power, and freedom? The power of the Holy Spirit. Come on. Which would you rather have this morning? Right? Jesus knows this. He loves us. And so he says, and I know this is a hard topic, you guys but he knows what is natural in us and he knows what Satan is gonna use to try to tempt us and to try to overtake us and lord over us and he's calling it out right now. The spirit of Mammon says, here's what I can do for you, who wants it? And everybody comes running. It's in the commercials, it's in the movies, it's in the media, it's on the social media, it's in advertising, it's in marketing, it's in job offers, it's everywhere. It's pervasive, we can't run from it. It's such a loud voice in our culture, but Jesus came to be louder. Jesus came to give us a different way and to call us to a different path because he knew the destruction that it would bring to his people. So then in verse 24, Jesus applies this. He says, no one can serve two masters, right? We know who Mammon is, the spirit of riches, the spirit of wealth, we know who God is and his good and his perfect Holy Spirit. And Jesus says, yo, you can only serve one. You will either hate one and love the other, it's harsh language, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other, but you can't serve both. You cannot serve both God and money. But Jesus, thankfully, gives us hope. And the way to serve God rather than money, because that's the next question. If you're like, okay, I get it, right? I know I gotta pick one, and I wanna serve God. How do I do that? And this is where it ties in to God's economy, because the way that we serve God with money, the way that you remove the spirit of mammon off the physical and tangible money that's been given you is by sowing it back into God's kingdom. And to, in order to sow it back and to break the spirit and the process of it, it has to come first. Because if sowing into God's kingdom is not what's happening first in your spirit, then I hate to say it, but the spirit of mammon is still yep. your first and is still controlling the very first thing that you do with the material possessions that God has given you. But Jesus encourages us in this. He encourages us to be generous. He gives us ways, the Bible gives us ways. It tells us, it gives us a structure. Sometimes we don't, wanna, we don't wanna live by the structure. Sometimes we don't wanna be obedient to the word that God gives us, but I can promise you, it is the best way. And so the other parallel passage that I talked about, right? So this is one instance of the term mammon that's used in the scripture. The other parallel passage is found in Luke 16, 9 through 13. You guys may be familiar with this passage. Um, Basically, to sum up the intro to it, we have a manager, a master, a wealthy man, right? He has wealth and he has servants and he has given money to each of his servants or the Bible says in this translation, stewards. Stewards who are meant to take the resources that have been given them and to use them in good ways. So in this parable, the master is God and we are his servants, we are his stewards. We have all been given something by God. Whether you're a Christian or not, God gives us everything. God created us. He created the world. He created the resources around us. And he has given us something. And the way we use that is completely up to us. He doesn't force us, but we have options. And we can either use the things he has given us for the world, for our own selfish pursuit, for the spirit of mammon, or we can use those things for God's kingdom by investing back into his kingdom. Well, in this story, we read about one of these managers or stewards who have been given the money. They've been given full authority to do with the money as he saw fit, but he abused that authority. He basically spent it foolishly. He blew it. And the story picks up. The master finds out, and the master says, what were you doing? I gave you the money. I entrusted it to you. I told you the path that you could take to invest it to be successful, you would have been successful there, but you chose not to. And he goes, because of that, I'm relinquishing your responsibility. And this steward finds himself in this position where he's like, what next? Like he feels the pain of his master saying, you failed me, I'm moving on. And what he does is he goes out to his other fellow coworkers and he says, hey guys, hey, check this out, I just got fired, I'm out of here, so before I go, let me help your situation, he's like, you got some debts with the master, and they're all like, yeah, 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 we got debts, like, I'm like $100 in debt with him, I owe him this thing, he's like, before I go, give me your bill, I'm gonna slash it off 50%, I'm gonna sign it, you're good to go, you'll get the discount from the master, it'll be great, move on, and they're all like, okay, sure, whatever, and this guy like takes off, okay? So we pick up and Jesus is telling this story. Jesus is, he tells that parable and then he explains it, okay? So here's where it comes and I'm getting back to how then can we redeem? Because this morning I believe, myself included, I sit here today and I hear about the spirit of mammon and I'm, I literally know the spirit is telling me areas in my life where I have not given God control with my finances, where I have put my trust and my independence and my power and my desire for whatever it is. Into wealth and not into God's provision for me. So Jesus picks up Luke 16, 9 through 13. And it'll be on the screen. And he says, And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. Everlasting also means eternal. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. That means it doesn't matter how little or how much God has given you. If you're faithful in it, you can be faithful with even more. And God knows that. Okay? So don't compare yourselves. That's the other thing. The enemy is gonna start telling you in your mind that to compare yourselves to others. And you're gonna say, I have nothing to give. Because I feel like my material resource is so small. And I look to my neighbor who seems like they've got all the boxes checked and they're just flying through life with no problems in the world. First of all, they have problems. <laughs> Secondly, What Jesus is saying here is, it doesn't matter how much you start with. There's other parables where the master decides what he gives to each of his children. It's not up to us, okay? So Jesus says, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much, and he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. You're either faithful or unjust. Once again, the extremes, faithful or unjust. Dark light. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, once again, the spirit of riches, the spirit of wealth. Who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Jesus says, entrust it to me There is a way to break the spirit of mammon There is a way to receive the true riches of what God wants for you a treasure in heaven But it starts with your heart And it starts with understanding the spirit that is in us And confronting that spirit and deciding and taking inventory of your mind and every bit of hope that you've put in that spirit and recognizing that instead of the money, the thing that's not gonna really give you anything in the end, it's gonna burn, instead of that, God desires this morning to give you everything and to give you things not just now because you will be blessed now, I promise you, that when you entrust to God everything that has been given you, including your finances, you will be blessed but for eternity, for eternity. God desires so much more and he desires to give us the ultimate riches that Jesus talks about here. So next up, we're gonna learn how we apply this, how we apply this in obedience and how we go from worrying, how we go from letting the cares of this world distract us and occupy us to living a life full of his spirit, to truly living the blessed life that God desires for us.
0: The band can come on up. We're gonna close with this. Um, It's powerful, right? I mean, it's a powerful truth. You decide, right? But the way to remind your spirit every day that you wake up that what you have is not your own, um, if we can put the third point up, please. You, You make sure that, if we can throw it up there, team. There we go. Who you trust in And what you trust in will silence your worry. It will silence the fear. It will silence the voice that tells you you need more. It will silence the voice that tells you you don't have enough. It will silence the voice that starts you start to compare yourself to others. Come on, Jesus says, hey, why are you worrying about what you wear? Why why are you worrying about what you eat? Like, I'm the great provider. I'm going to make sure that I take care of my kids. Like, stop worrying about what you wear. See, clothing back then was a sign of, of riches. It was a sign of status. Even today, hello? Come on, we all know how much clothes consume people, how much clothes, uh, like, like, make people, feel good about themselves i can't tell you how many times i have conversations with people and they're like i'm in debt and i'm like why and they're like i feel like if i i could just buy these clothes people would accept me people would love me oh i would get into the right parties and i would get into the right spaces and they put their trust in mammon and they begin to worry right when you when you put your stuff you you worry like like i worry sometimes right i worry about like yo what am i gonna wear (laughs) What are we going to eat? <laughs> Diapers are expensive. <laughs> Bro, this, ba- this baby's draining our bank account. <laughs> I start to worry. I start to allow that spirit to sit on us. And I got to go, no, 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 no. I trust in my heavenly Father. I, I trust in the goodness of my God. I trust in his provision. I, I trust that he's going to provide everything I need as long as I am faithful and obedient. See, we say, oh, don't worry about tomorrow. But if you just say that and don't understand the context, you cannot worry about tomorrow when you put your trust in Jesus and invest your treasure into his kingdom. You catch that? You don't hear that often. Well, just trust in Jesus. No, no, you can't claim that. Don't worry about tomorrow unless you're walking in the obedience of what Jesus said in the first place. Yo, where's your treasure? Hey, on top of that, you can't serve two masters. You can always serve me. What? What? Wait, so I can't say don't worry about tomorrow. Well, you can. Like I said, if you don't give and you don't have the spirit, you're not gonna be dismissed from heaven. Hear me? Y'all with me? But I wonder what you're gonna miss out here on this earth, and you're gonna see God's faithfulness and his endurance and his love and his protection over your family and over your home. Guys, this will transform you. But you can say, yo, 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 trust silences the worry in my life. I trust God, and I'm gonna close with this. We're gonna pray for people because this is profoundly impactful. And I'm gonna say this story and I, I don't want you to be like, well, look at Pastor JP and look at Rachel and then to catch this, when we got married, right? This transformed my life. I got saved at 22. I received the, the grace of Jesus Christ. He saved me from everything, everything. And in knowing that he saved me from everything, I don't care what he asks of me. <laughs> I, I pray that spirit within you. And what he said to me early on as I read these passages, as I learned this, is that he said, yo, Jay, trust me. And by trusting me, I want you to give me my first, your first. And so what I began to do was back then we didn't have it all convenient for you to like scan a code to give online and you had the app. and you We made it super easy. We have reoccurring give, giving. Did you know that? Like you don't even have to think about your gifts. I, I hate it, right? Because giving an act of worship and if you just do it reoccurring, it's just a, it's just a routine. I'm not saying it's bad. Hear me. The spirit of it, right? But we used to write checks. You know, young people. You know what checks are? <laughs> like it was a checkbook, and you like had to balance it, right? R- r- checks. And I and I would I would we would get paid. Or this actually started my single life. I would get paid. We would get paid. And and before any other, and there would be bills next to us. Our ComEd bill, our People's Gas, our school loans. Come on, my wife and I. in school loans. Woo! Next to us. And I would say, babe, before we give anything to man, because my trust is not in man. If I put my trust in man, if I give my money to the bank, if I give my money to the mortgage, if I give my money to the school bills, I'm putting my trust in them, making sure that they're going to release me from weight. God is the God of release. So before we give any, this is going to help. Before we do anything else... We're going to write a check out. And that check is going to go to the house of God. Well, what did you do, pastor? Did you run it to the house of God? No, I set it on my desk or put it up on the fridge. And I reminded our spirits that God's in control of our lives. My life is not my own. My life is not ours. You guys can come take this stuff. This This is not my wealth and my riches. Guys, you work hard and I pray to you. Andrew said promotions. Promotions aren't bad. You with me? I tell you guys, you should be the best workers at your job. You should be the most sought after people in your job. You should have the most creative ideas. You should have the most, everybody should want you. But what spirit are you doing it in? Are you doing it in the spirit of I trust the world? Or you know what? I am who I am because of Jesus. I am who I am because of God's creation in me. I am who I am because I trust the Almighty. See how this works? It's faith, it's trust, it's obedience. And so right now, we said this, the band's gonna sing, but I know it's like, you gotta go, the Bears, whatever, whoever's playing, I don't, I don't know. Because this is so important. We're gonna pray for people that want this spirit of mammon, want this spirit of selfishness, want the spirit of, of a distrust with the Father to be prayed off of you. And this is gonna take some, some boldness, it's gonna take some faith. I'm not gonna have you sit in your seats. And it may just be one, and if it's one, great. It's awesome but I believe there's a generation coming up that needs to catch this. We need to get this. We need to show the world this. And so if you're in this room right now, and you know what? Why don't everybody stand? Stand your feet. Come on. If you're in this room right now, and you've said, you know what? I've operated with worry. I've operated with doubt. I've put my trust in the world. I've put my trust in mammon. I've, I've trusted all these other things except trusting my father. I've withheld from God. And I need to, I need to say sorry. I need to just allow his spirit. I wanna pray for the spirit of the living God to invade you and for you to have a spirit of deep generosity. You with me? So if you're in the room right now, and you want that spirit to be prayed over. You want to receive the spirit of the Holy Spirit that will fill you with generosity. You want a new you want new vision. You want new eyes to see where God wants to take you. You want a new level of trust. Come on, step out. Come up here and fill this altar. Come on, don't wait. Don't wait.